Welcome. You're listening to the Sippin' with Jen and Jules podcast. I'm Jen, a writer and crafter. And I'm Jules, a photographer and artist. Together, we'll empower you to embrace your creative self as you balance the routines of daily life. Ready to share your magic with the world? Let's dive in. Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Hey, guys. So today we're going to the dark side and we're diving into our thoughts and experiences related to fear how it holds us back, and our attempts to get more comfortable with our fears. So a very fitting drink choice to go with our episode topic today is a dark and stormy. Ooh, should I, should I be scared? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I love the name of this drink. It was very intriguing. This um, reminds me of how I pick my winners for the Kentucky Derby. It's just based on the names. I like it. I like it. Does anyone else do that? I feel like that's how people... I think a lot of people do that, especially those who don't know a lot about horse racing. (laughs) (laughs) Right, which is me. Or or football, and you choose the color of the uniforms. Right, yeah. yeah. So the drink, it is such a simple recipe. It is literally dark rum and ginger beer. But here's the thing, not any rum will do because it is a trademarked drink, which is very interesting. Uh, So you have to use Gosling's black seal rum if you're going to call it a dark and stormy okay so i'm going to give a little bit of a history lesson on the dark and stormy you can google this this is how i learned about it but i found it really interesting so early 1800s the gosling family they were selling liquor in london and i'm wondering if they're related to ryan i was gonna ask you that ryan gosling because yeah i have no idea i did not go that far but maybe we'll try to find out so john was the son in the family and at the time they were going to explore the new world so he set sail to america but he didn't make it to america and he ended up in bermuda instead which oh darn (laughs) oh darn so he liked Bermuda so much that he decided to stay and he set up shop there so in the process he developed the Gosling black seal rum which is what we use today and also going on at the same time there were naval officers and sailors who were brewing ginger beer and this was to help alleviate seasickness so that's smart right so Mm -hmm. ginger really helps with that and just side note so the ginger beer that we used in this is not really beer because it's non-alcoholic so i think it's like ginger ale but who knows anyways so they were brewing this ginger beer and then somewhere along the way i think it's a little unclear where it actually happened but the two were mixed together so the gosling's um, black seal rum and the ginger beer and as the legend goes a sailor seeing how the drink appeared said that it was the color of a cloud only a fool or a dead man would sail under wow really cool that's really neat yeah yeah and I didn't actually, because I've never had a dark and stormy before. I love ginger in anything, so that's what kind of drew me to this drink. But whenever we were setting up, making the drink, testing it, and taking the pictures for it that you'll see on our Instagram, you can like clearly see that distinction of that like dark and murkiness at the top. Yeah, cloudy. Which is like so cool. So head over to our Instagram if you want to see that photo because it's it's really cool. I'm very proud of it. Um, Our Instagram account is at Jen and Jules Podcast. So while you're there, give us a follow. All right. So there you go. Interesting history lesson. That was really neat. Yeah, I did not know any of that. Yeah, you can take it to your your trivia night now. (laughs) All right, we're going to go ahead and jump in now to our episode all about fear. 
Jen, what are you afraid of? Well, that's an interesting question for the afternoon. What am I afraid of? Um, Sharks, like for real sharks. I saw Jaws when I was way too young to see Jaws. And now I know that's crazy because Jaws is like a mechanical shark, but it scarred me for life. So I was afraid of sharks and I couldn't, I could not watch any like nature underwater shows forever that had sharks. Like it would give me like severe anxiety. So sharks, and then (laughs) kind of related to that, I don't know how to swim. So water is not really (laughs) my favorite thing. So, you know, I'll get out in the ocean, like to my knees, but I don't like to get in the water and play around. So water and sharks are the two that come to mind. So if you're in the ocean, do you have a fear that sharks are around you? I mean, if I'm not too deep and if, and I would like to have like my husband or somebody like with me close by. So the shark maybe will eat them first. I don't know. I know whatever it's like self-preservation up in here but um yeah I just I don't know just the ocean and not being able to like if something happened to me in the water I cannot save myself right so that is it freaks me out no yeah we're completely opposite so while you have a fear (laughs) of water which water is like my natural home it's where I belong um my fear is of heights so I go the opposite way like I'm in the sky and and I'm not like afraid of flying like going up elevators any of that I think specifically for me it's around falling it's this like sense that if I'm on a balcony I can fall off the balcony so is it like if there's an open space that like if it's enclosed are you okay yeah unless I'm like in a building that's like floor to ceiling windows and then I get really close to the window then it's almost like my my mind starts playing tricks on me and like the window might break open and I might fall out yeah it's okay I and, and I also don't like when other people that I'm with get too close to the edge so when we went um this past fall to the Smoky Mountains and we went hiking. There was this trail we went up on and it was just for the sole purpose of getting a good photo, right? I wanted to like go out there yeah. and stand, have a nice photo. So my husband, he just like walks on out there with our dog who is not like, I mean, he's trained on a leash, but he's not like, I don't know. I don't know. He's, he's a puppy, right? Yeah, so it's like, he could just like jump off and like take him with him. And so I was standing back watching him just like walk out there like it was nothing and like had a freak out like panic attack. So calm down from that. And then I was like, you know what? I came all this way. I'm going out there to take my photo. So I walk out there and I like, like all four, like my hands and my feet have to be touching every surface. I like creep along as like slow as ever. I'm nowhere near the edge, but for some reason, my mind starts playing this, like you are literally on the edge of death and you're going to fall at any moment. And I think it comes from just, I'm like naturally clumsy. And so (laughs) I'm just like, for sure going to like trip over a rock. And so is it like an overlook thing? Yeah, it was, it was, it was like, uh, I mean, it was like a rock formation, like that was sticking outside of the okay. mountain. No guardrail. No. Okay. I mean, it was like you're gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> Don't trip. Don't trip. Oh my and God. I mean that, like that feeling that I get, and I honestly, it, it just like it, it will take over 
everything. Like, Physically, I'm yeah. Paralyzed. Like, cannot move, will start crying, oh, hyperventilating. Aww. And it is like the worst feeling. But I also try to like face it. Yeah. Like what the, it's like what, you know, they say if you're going to get over your fear, face it. I right. don't believe it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't because I faced it and it like help. several times. It's not like I did it once and like, like I do it. Like, it, it maybe does that qualify as a fear if I still do it anyways, if I'm feeling that way? I don't know. But it's just an uncomfortable feeling and I don't like it. Okay, wait. So I'm really disappointed in this because this means that. I can't go swimming with you and right. you cannot go skydiving with me because Ugh. I am not afraid of heights and no. I've done that. So just mark that off of our list of things to do together because it's not going to work. No, you will not see me skydiving <laughs> ever. I think it's bananas that anyone. It is bananas, but I tell me it. about it. Tell me. So um, <laughs> I've never been afraid of heights. I just, I don't, it's, maybe that's a dumb thing not to be afraid of heights. I don't know, but I've never been. And so but I've also never really thought about skydiving as something it wasn't on my bucket list necessarily. It's just something I never thought I would do. It's expensive. And I don't know, you just, it's not something I had a goal to do, but one day, (laughs) this is so weird. My husband, he's an accountant. So he's very like money conscious. And he's like, Hey, um, Jen, I saw this thing on online. This, there was a coupon (laughs) for, oh gosh, for the skydiving place in like close to our, not far from our house in a nearby town that had a skydiving place. And they're like, they're doing it for like the special for a Memorial Day or something. I don't know. So that, that, okay, stop. (laughs) That should have been a red flag. I know, right? Hello. You you group on. A skydiving session. You group on jumping out of a plane to your death. Okay, but to my credit, I looked at the place. I researched it. It was very reputable. It wasn't like just somebody in their garage like, hey, let's go skydiving. So I was like, really? Like that you would be okay if I did that? He's like, yeah, if you want to do it, you know, it sounds like something you might do. You're kind of crazy sometimes. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. So it was very impulsive. And um, so we did it. And it was like a tandem, obviously, tandem skydiving with somebody behind you on your back or whatever. Um, and yeah, it was scary, but it wasn't like paralyzingly scary. I will never do it again, only because it really hurts physically, like coming through the air and the pressure and mm. the harness like cut into my skin. And I got a really, really bad headache afterwards. But I have a video. I have to share this video sometime. But um, yeah, it was just it was super cool, but not something I would do again just because of the <laughs> I was in pain. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've like snorkeled and done all those things. So I'm like, that's that can be you. And yeah. I'll, I'll fly and you swim. Yeah, I do. Like it is a bucket list item for me to do the shark diving. Like go yeah, no, down no, in thank the... You. Yeah. Mm-mm. I mean, I have a healthy fear of sharks. Like right, I, I respect. I, re- yeah. I respect them. Because yeah. um, I don't want to be eaten. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> by them. But yeah, no skydiving. No yeah. thing. It's interesting you. though, like the different how different people are afraid of different things for different reasons. I know. And there's like so many like fears. Like people yeah. are like legit afraid of spiders. Balloons. Somebody was afraid of balloons. Balloons. Yes. Like the fear of them popping all of a sudden and scaring them. Interesting. I know that's in that weird. Yeah. Like just, just, I mean, I don't want to say like crazy that it's just like, right. it's like silly to think about because people really do have fears. And so like talking about what, we feel whenever we're in that fear 
situation. You know, like for me, it's, you know, I just get paralyzed and I can't move. Um, you know, some people it's, they want to get out of there as fast as ever. You know, they want nothing to do, you know, with whatever's happening whenever you're in that fearful situation. Cause I, you know, you think about the intuition or the red flags that go off whenever you are in a bad situation with people or, you know, whatever. And, you know, I've, I've, I feel like I've had, you know, several instances where that has saved me from, you know, being in a bad situation. Yeah, like listening to your gut. You have to do that. Yeah. But it's it's interesting whenever we, because we talk a lot about in creativity, fear around that as well. And it's not the same Mm-mm. kind of fear. I don't think it's, you know, whenever we talk about fear of falling or fear of water, like that's it's life or death and it's very physical manifest itself in a physical way yeah but we always say well you know when we're, we're thinking about putting something out there or sharing we're always like well i'm afraid i'm yeah. afraid to do it so we thought this would be a really interesting you know topic to share because you know we're we're on this journey starting this podcast mm-hmm. and it's kind of scary you know if we if we think about it it's um there's a lot of vulnerability that goes into this with, um, you know, not, I mean, not to say that we don't have some sense about, you know, what we're doing or the capability of learning what to do, but it's still, it's still scary to put yourself out there. And I think the, the most common fear that we see that I know we experience, and I think with other people, um, sharing as well is failing. Definitely. Yeah. And like going back to the podcast thing, I mean, we talked about doing this for a long time before we actually pulled the trigger and, you know, worked through the the struggles and put out episodes. So and this, we'll talk about this a little bit more later, but do actually doing the thing now, it's not so scary, right? Right. Yeah. And that's so interesting that it's, it's like that build up piece that like right before it's like you, you get really excited with an idea and then you can kind of see like maybe where that success might take mm-hmm. you or like what that feeling would be if you're on that other side. But that middle part. Yeah. That middle part of just doing. Yeah. It's almost like doctor's appointments, like people who have a fear or like if you're going to have a certain procedure done, like the preparation and the anticipation and the, you know, dread of that actual procedure is worse than the actual procedure is. So you're you're True. fearing before the thing even happens. Yeah. I think, I don't know if we've, we've talked about this a lot, but, um, I've read somewhere where like worry, like worrying about something that plan your war, like plan your worry so that you give it like a time frame to be in this moment because like fear, especially fear of failing, you know, there's so much wrapped up in that, Mm -hmm. Right. But failing is part of the process. Totally. And that took me a long time to learn. I'm still learning. I'm still accepting that. But when you fail, like if you go into something expecting perfection. So there's like two things here. So like if you expect perfection and you have this expectation that it's going to be a certain way and then you do it, you do everything to perfection that you thought was perfection and then you don't meet that expectation then you can turn that back on yourself mm-hmm. and say, well, that like that didn't work. But if you just say, well, we all have to start somewhere. We all have to start from 
not knowing. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't just like wake up and know how to do things. I mean, I guess maybe some people do. They have a natural talent. those people. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like a perspective thing. It's a mindset thing. Because I'm thinking about you when you're doing your photos. And you are a perfectionist. Like you'd like to do things the right way and, and you know, have it turn out in your head a certain way. And then when it doesn't, I feel like there's a perspective. You can either look at that as, oh, I failed at this particular thing I was trying to do. Or, okay, it didn't turn out like I thought it would, but I learned this lesson. And now I can take that and do either better in the next one. Or maybe this is this turned out really cool. So it's really a, a mental perspective in a, a lot of situations. Right, yeah. And that's what I think I'm learning and, and getting more comfortable in is that you can do something and fail, but then it's feedback. It's feedback yeah, for yeah. the next time. And I'm really, really trying to accept that it's okay and it's part of the process. Because I remember having a conversation with you where you were like, why don't you, like you have this idea in your head, why don't you just do it? And I remember being <laughs> like having a very honest moment and say, because I know that it's not gonna turn out. Mm-hmm the way that it is in my head. And every single one that I have actually put out has not been what's in my head. But what people have told me over and over again, the people who see it, the people who, when you share, that's the first time they're seeing it. They don't see what's in your head. Mm-hmm. And so to them, it it looks like what it looks like to them. Yeah. And so that's not failure. That's just... It just came out a different way. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that that's been a that's been a a lesson that I have been I've been trying to work on that. It's okay to fail and you're just gonna get that feedback and you're mm-hmm. just gonna keep getting better. But what you perceive as failure, other people may not. And that's what you were saying. I, I get that, but you're what you think of as failing, somebody else is gonna be like, Oh wow, that's really cool. So it's like we got to get out of our own heads sometimes. Yeah. And you're never going to be successful or you're never going to accomplish something if you don't do it. Right. right. And so, so the fear of failure is part of that just doing it transaction mm-hmm. that you have to do. Because really, like, what what's going to happen if you do it and you fail? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think DJ touched on that in an episode that we did, you know, just what's the worst that could happen? Like the worst that could happen is you don't do anything and then you haven't done anything. Right. Whereas if you go swim with sharks, like you could eat <laughs> like that, like that is, that's real fear. Sure. Right. So that's, that's the difference there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think the, you know, definitely the, the more common one that we always hear is failing, but he brought up a very interesting um, concept, which I had to do a lot of thinking about, which is like turning that around and or, like turning that to the other side and being fearful of being successful. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a weird one for me because I don't know. I talk about this in therapy a lot. Um, if I succeed at something in my brain, I'm like, okay, now I'm a different gen than I was before. And that is out of my comfort zone and it's I'm more vulnerable and it's a fearful place for me to be because yeah, maybe success on the surface looks great, but it's going to be different. And, you know, sometimes change is hard to, to go into. So 
I don't know. It's a, I don't know if that's as common as a fear of failure, but for me, fear of succeeding is also a definite theme in my life. Yeah. I, I had to take some time to think about it. And at first I was thinking, that's just, that is crazy. Yeah. I just, (laughs) it didn't really add up in my head, but, but honestly though, I think it is a thing. And I think more people like face that fear or struggle with that fear than we really think they do. Maybe they call it something different. But if you think about it, it's like who you are now, like who you are in this moment, the people that you have in your life, the things that you have, the situation that you're in, it's really comfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Like we acclimate ourselves to the environment and the situations that we're in. But if you succeed or you do something that becomes something, now there's like a whole new level of expectations. I was going to say expectations is the thing. Because if I like wrote a best-selling novel or whatever, that's a success on the surface of it. But what does that mean for my life? You know, now I've got to manage all this, you know, this business side of things and I've got to come up with the next book. And it's it sets up expectations that were not there previously that, you know, if you don't manage those can really get overwhelming, at least for me. Yeah. And so it's easier sometimes for me, just don't do it. Right. Which I know that makes no sense. But if you don't, if you don't try, you can't fail or succeed. So, but you're still in your comfort zone, right? Yeah. It's such a, like a sticky, Mm -hmm. like you're stuck, right? It's, you want to, you want to do something. You have a passion on one end. You're afraid of failing. Mm -hmm. So you don't do it. And then, then you might get over that and say, okay, I'm going to do it. And then you're like faced with this other fear of, well, what if, like, what if I, you know, become successful Mm -hmm. and, you know, there, there is some, I think, value to just saying, okay, I'm just going to let go of all of those things. Like, get that out of my head. It really is a mindset. Oh, for sure. Like, everything we do, I think, comes yeah. down to mindset, right? But just letting it go and just feeling what you feel inside of you, in your soul, to say, okay, this feels right. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, you know, we'll we'll talk about how you know, that, that feeling of fear that you have whenever it's like the legit sharks and, you know, falling to your death, that is a different feeling. I think sometimes than whenever we're like the fear of being vulnerable, Mm -hmm. putting ourselves out there and like who we could become or who, who we haven't even uncovered of who we are. Yeah. I know a big thing for me is, um, I always say I want to be authentic. That's like my word, right? Authentic. And with being authentic, sometimes that sets up a new space in your life that wasn't there before. And that people are like, Oh, is this really who she is? And then that just opens up a snowball in my brain of like, Oh, now these people think this of me or whatever. So it's like letting go. I like that. Just, you know, letting go of those kind of things. And if I can just be who I am authentically Jen, then that should be it. Right. It shouldn't matter so much what other people expect or want you to be because you're not living for them, right? You're living for yourself, but that's easy to say and hard to do for me. Yeah. And you know, that, that makes me think about how valuable or not valuable. That's not the right word, but, um, how much influence people have over what you do, Mm -hmm. like right or wrong. Like there's some influential benefit in there. And you know, I think back to 
experiences that I've had in my life where I've had really positive people. And then I've also had like really negative people. And, you know, I'm an introvert, so I don't like sharing uh, all the time unless I feel comfortable, unless I feel like really true and aligned with who I am or the people that I'm around. Um, And so like being in high school, there was a situation where kind of two two different parts here um, that I think back on where we were writing. I was in honors English at the time, loved writing, loved writing poetry. Um, but my poetry was pretty dark. I mean, everything that I would write was pretty dark. <laughs> I mean, I don't know where it came from. I mean, maybe trauma. I don't know. But, you know, it was it was something that now in my today life where the photography that I do has that that darker spin to it. Um, you know, that was coming out then. That was authentic Julia yeah. at the time. But I had one one teacher, um, and, and this was the first the first instance. So I I had turned in an assignment, she read it and her notes back to me were this is inappropriate. You shouldn't be writing about these things. Gave me a bad grade for it. So I had this like experience of like, oh, that's not okay, you know? So then the following year, I think uh, it might've been the the next year. So it was was pretty close in the same like range Mm -hmm. of experiences. But for some reason, the next next English teacher that I had, we were writing again. And for some reason, I guess just the, the real me came out again. And I shared some of that same, you know, dark themed writing. And her response was completely opposite. She was like, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. This is so creative. You need to keep doing this. And, you know, I, I could ride that high for a while and say, oh yeah, this is, this is what I want to do. I want to now be a writer. I want to do all these things. But then you start to go do those things. And the first thing you go back to is that negative, the, the, the criticism of, you shouldn't do this. And that's what sticks out in your head. And so I feel like that ties into then like, like, like giving fear its fuel to hold on to you, mm-hmm. right? Like it, it just like feeds on the negativity. It's always going to, you know, reinforce the idea that you think to yourself that I'm not worthy. I can't do this. I'm not good enough. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cycle. And it's like, it's some cruel trick of neurology why our brains do that. It's like the news. Why is the news all the negative stuff? Because that's what people pay attention to, and that's what people remember and gravitate to. Um, why can't it be the good stuff? And I, I hate that about brains. <laughs> <laughs> I just do. Her brains are very fascinating. Yeah. But, yeah, they have so much power to, like, make or break you, really. And But you do have a lot of control, and I think there are – um, you know, like tapping into understanding the awareness mm-hmm. aspect of of knowing that we're typically going to look at the critical voice versus the positive voice. So how can we how can we reinforce the positive aspects of things? And one of the things that I I do, but I don't do it like that often. But I think it is it's a good practice to have is to keep a file somewhere of all the good things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like I've started um I've started doing like a like a 
physical vision board. And there are some emails that I've saved where people have sent like really nice Mm -hmm. things to me. And I'm like, why? Like put that plaster that all over your wall Mm -hmm. and like sage all the negative thoughts that you have out of here. Right. Like you got to focus on the positive. Yeah. There's so much mental work to do around that. And I think that's a really good tangible thing you can do to kind of, cause they say, what is it? Rewire neurons that fire together, wire together or wire together, Mm. fire together. It's one of the other, it's one of those, but like positive thinking and like gratitude. And if you are what you think, right. So retraining your brain to think a different way over the long term supposedly is really helpful. And that's something that, you know, mental work is so important to do and that I, you know, it's not overnight, but I think it's something that you can try to cultivate and, and retrain your brain a little bit. Do you do, um, do you do like any gratitude journaling? I am super inconsistent, but yes. Um, that's another podcast about consistency, right? Let's do that one soon because yeah. I need that one. <laughs> but yes, um, I know the importance of it. I talk to my therapist about it a lot. Um, I will keep, you know, sporadic gratitude at the end of the day, you know, do like a little entry, even if it's just like one or two sentences of what was good in your day. And um, yeah, and it, it does prove helpful. I just don't know why I can't stick with it. Yeah, because I know I even, I'll find myself find myself in like spirals of, just complaining mm-hmm. or just like the negative stuff yeah. and it doesn't feel good no, like why do we do that right like my my body will have like a sensation that it's like this is just yucky yeah. why are you holding on to this and so i i generally i don't do like i'm like i'm not consistent in any of the things that i do to try to like have gratitude or practice mm-hmm. and any of that stuff um i believe in all of it i definitely you know believe that the more that you practice, the more that you're going to receive, you know, mm-hmm. the, the good stuff in your life. Um, and so it kind of makes me think about overcoming fear and confidence, right? So it's the it's having the confidence to actually do the thing, right? The thing we talked about before where it's like, it, you know, you're not going to fail if you don't do it. You're not going to succeed if you don't do it. But to do it, like you have to have something, you have to have a push, someone (laughs) to just kick you. Yeah, exactly. But confidence has a huge, a huge piece of that. Yeah. And it's hard to cultivate that sometimes. Um, And I don't know if this is off track or not, but, and I feel like I say this every episode, how do you cultivate that? The people you surround yourself with is huge, right? Like we've talked about it being here, hype people, support people, um, just the people that, that you're around. It's almost like what you think you are, the people you surround yourself with also impacts your attitude as well. So that's um, another thing you can consciously be aware of. Hey, am I hanging out with negative Nelly over here all the time? Who's always complaining about work or whatever it is, or am I surrounding myself with positive people? Not to say that, you know, you don't want to cut out all the negative TV, uh, negative friends in your life, but I think being conscious of that can really help your own mindset. Yeah, there's um, something interesting interesting that I want us to explore at some point. I haven't read a lot about it, but um, about toxic positivity. Mm, yeah. So yeah, we'll. I'm gonna do some uh, deep dive into into that because I always kind of try to lean towards positivity mm-hmm. most of the yeah. time. Like I'm generally like 
a sunshiny person. I'm not. <laughs> Which is why we balance each other know, right? so well. Yeah, because it's like even, um, you know, I don't know if you ever did this whenever you were in school or in your church groups or whatever, but you would have people, um, they would do exercises where people would write out like what they thought of you, like what words they thought of when they thought of you. And like 100% all of the time, people always wrote bubbly. On really? Mine. Yeah. Which I'm like, what? I'm not bubbly. You're like a bubbly introvert. That's interesting. Yeah. I don't, what is the one where you can be like both, like an extrovert and an introvert? I know. Is there a name for that? Yeah. There's like something where you can be okay. both, where it's like you need people, but yet you also need like... Your space and time. Your space. Yeah. Because... I kind of feel like I'm both. Again, I'm a Pisces, so I feel like I like I can like swim yeah. all different ways. Um, but yeah, but back to confidence. <laughs> Sorry, kind <laughs> of went down um, rabbit hole. Yeah, but you know, there's like all this stuff around like power posing, like standing. And if you not heard this, what are you talking about? <laughs> I have no idea. What I'm you're gonna talking have about. to stand up and power Please pose do. for you. Like, is it a physical thing? Yeah. Oh, so it's like. <laughs> Like, before you go into, like, a scary meeting, and so, like I said, scary, so, like, you're afraid, uh-huh. but, like, if you go into, like, a meeting, you're going into an interview, like, going, like, by yourself wherever, and, like, standing in, like, a Wonder Woman pose. What? <laughs> I can't believe you haven't Do you do this? this? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I've done it a couple of times, but it's not, again, like, it's not something that it's, like, part of my toolbox okay. that I do. Okay. But it does work for people. I don't I don't know why. But again, it comes, I think, with this like confidence, mm-hmm. whatever you can do to boost your confidence, because are people born confident? Do they? That's a good question. I don't is know. it like a skill you learn? I think you can't like I personally believe you can learn to be confident. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just like I don't think like even at this point in my life, there are still things that I do, but yet I don't like to do. So public speaking, mm-hmm, for yeah. example, like it gives me like mm-hmm. anxiety to do, but I do it because it's part of my job, but I don't sign up to do it. Yeah. Like it's not, you know, but you don't do it on the weekends for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I don't like, I don't sign up for clubs to like yeah. learn how to public speak. But I would dare to say that you've gotten better at it the more you do it. Right. Don't you think? Sure. Okay. I mean, maybe you're still, it's not your favorite thing, but the more you do it, I feel like. Yeah. Because that's the same with me. Like, I used to hate. I have a 4-H speech story that I could tell you that traumatized me. But now I've, you know, spoken in public. And my key for that is just preparation, preparation, and practice for me. I have to psych myself up. Yeah. I would, <laughs> Same here. And people laugh at me because if I have to do presentations at work, like, like real presentations, yeah. like not just like talking to people I talk to every day, I will script everything out Mm -hmm. like word for word now I don't read my script whenever I do it but there was an instance where I wasn't able to make a presentation but I was able to give my script to someone to actually then cover nice so preparation is uh, that's yeah but then it's also funny because with this podcast like we had this struggle where sometimes if I'm too prepared I like psych myself out so now it's like julia's got the plan and she's got the outline where we're talking about this and jen just kind of comes in and says what's on her brain so i don't know brains are again brains are weird and <laughs> how they work and they're not the same all the time yeah we need like a neuroscientist to <gasps> hello yeah so if if anyone knows any neuroscientists or brain people come analyze us yeah on air even oh 
Maybe not, but <laughs> that would be really fascinating. Um, yeah, because brains, man, they're they're fun. Okay, I'm gonna be conf- I'm gonna confess something on this on this podcast right now. So one of the things that I'm really fearful to do, but I want to do it, or I think I want to do it, is perform a poem or read a story at a spoken word event, like in Nashville or whatever. I mean, that's a thing, right? And I've always wanted to do that. Even before Amanda Gorman, who is amazing and awesome, and I love her so much. Even before that, like this has been years in the making in my head. Just, I love to watch spoken word and the performance of it and the impact that that can have on the way people will speak their language and their the what they're trying to say. I've always wanted to do that. But have I done it? No. So... One day I'm going to do it, y'all, and it's either going to be epic or it's going to be a disaster. I think we should make that. Um, <laughs> no, don't make me set a goal. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should. Yeah, we should set a goal. Oh, goodness. But just do know. it. Like, I know, I know. So in the theme of confidence, like using confidence to overcome your fear, like what would, what's something you could do like now, small mm-hmm. steps that would build your confidence? I thought about that because with COVID and everything is now like Zoom and online, you know, they do these on Zoom now, right? And I feel like that's a good baby step. Like if I could do it like from my house on Zoom would be like a stepping stone to like a live performance or whatever. Um, And even just practicing reading out loud and your intonation and your tone and all that, you know, there are steps I could take to do it. But like I'm sweating right now just talking about this because it makes me so anxious. Yeah. Yeah. Is it still spoken word if you like, do it like recorded and then share it i don't know i mean is i don't know if that's like the is that same. cheating <laughs> right because i was thinking like maybe you could do like a little a, a little test. sample right. for our podcast listeners oh, that's like yeah maybe okay i'm not committing but maybe. maybe but like i follow all these poets like olivia gatwood is one i love um and there's just all these you know poets and, and writers that that do it and you can watch their videos and it's just so powerful their words on paper are powerful, but when they speak them and their tones and, and how they get their words across is just so much more impactful to me. So anyway, that's a side thing, but that's just a little confession that one day y'all maybe, maybe I'll do it. I think you should just do it. And I think we, we both agree. I think even just with this conversation that fear is not anything that we're going to get rid of. Right. I think it's, it's with us. Mm-hmm. It's. You know, we can look at fear as something that limits us by looking at it in a negative way, or we could look at fear as a cue to tell us that we're onto something good. Yeah, that we're going to grow. This is something that's going to make us grow. Right. Because in every situation, like with my photography, my art pieces that I want to do with your spoken word, it's like we get a little like antsy Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. talking about it, but we know that that's like the next step for us. Like that's what we can imagine ourselves in those situations and what we would feel like. And we should just do it. I don't think we're going to one day wake up and say, fear is gone. Like I'm just going to do it. I think you just have to like say, you know, Hey, let's just do it. Um, So one of the things, and you'll laugh at me that I've been thinking about in thinking about fear is to be friends with your fear and even so much as to give fear a name so i'm calling mine brenda (laughs) 
What? Where did this come from? Brenda? Yeah. Well, I was trying to think of like people in my life. I'm and so did, sorry for all the Brendas out there. Yeah. Right it's not a personal thing. Yeah. It's not like the whole like Karen thing. Right. Um, but Brenda felt kind of like neutral. Like mm-hmm. there were no like Brendas that I can think of in my life. And it's like Brenda can be like your bestie one day and like, you know, take you to the next level mm-hmm. or she can be something else. And so instead of me, like when I'm in a fearful situation, when it comes to my creativity, that if I name my fear and I can acknowledge that it's there and I'm like, hey, Brenda, what's up, girl? Like, not today. Like, <laughs> not today, Satan. We're not doing this today that I can I can call her out I can call Brenda out versus like turning it on myself and saying, oh, you're doing this again. Like you're holding yourself yeah. back and be like, it's Brenda. It's her fault. Oh my gosh, I've got to think of a name for me. Yeah, I want you to name your okay. name your we'll fear. So many things that we can do. This is like a an ongoing thing. Yeah. Fear is like fear is such a huge topic. It's always gonna just kind of be interwoven into mm-hmm. all the things that we do. But I have something that I want us to try. She has a devious look in her eyes right now, y'all. Yeah. You can't see it. I like to do assignments. Oh god. Did you know that I wanted to be a kindergarten teacher at one point in my life? I've wanted to be a lot of things no. in my life, but I wanted to be a kindergarten teacher Why? because, well, you know me, and I love to like plan. <laughs> you want a lesson plan, right? Yes. <laughs> and I love to make activities, although oh, I nice. feel like if I do act, like I'm not that person who's like the spirit squad who wants to like do, like make everyone play games okay. or like the do, baby shower planners. Yeah. Like I'm not that because I'm, again, like I go back to being afraid that people aren't having a good time. <laughs> People pleaser over here. People pleaser. But I just have this, like, I don't know, like, when we go on vacations, I like to plan the experiences. And so I'm going to, I'm planning an experience. Okay, okay. Sometimes I just have to, like, shut my eyes and just go with it. This is me letting go. Just go with it. Okay. Just go with it. It's really not that bad. But um, so I read an article, and it was all about being intimidated, which I think intimidation and fear same yep. same kind of like concept here um so it's really simple piece of paper and a pen and you answer two questions and it can be as long as you want it can be as short as you want mm-hmm. but you answer these two questions which is what are you intimidated by and why are you intimidated by that so i think over the course of you know a few weeks within our episodes that we do we're gonna do this because i think it'd be fun okay we're gonna do it and depending on how if Jen plays nice, <laughs> sometimes I rebel. <laughs> then we'll share those. Yeah, intimidations. Okay. I mean, we've talked a little bit about like some of the things that we're intimidated by today, but I feel like if if we take some time and we go sit with it, we can come up with like a lot more. So, clarifying question: Is this, or is our goal like things that we're intimidated by in our creative life, or just whatever? I think just whatever. Okay. And I mean, we can always like not share sure. yeah. the ones where we think like, okay, that's not, okay, I don't know. <laughs> okay, I mean, we'll censor like, a little bit maybe if yeah, we need like, to. Yeah, like what are you thinking? You're like, <laughs> oh, I you mean, don't want to know. You I'm have thinking. me worried now. <laughs> okay. Now this will be fun. I'll talk, I'm in, I'll do it. Okay, fun. So, and also our listeners. Yes, please. If you guys want to join along as well, like feel free to write out your list. Um, I think what we'll do, we'll, um, you know, when this episode comes out, we'll share a post on all of our social media accounts. And we would love to have you 
comment on what we're doing and start the conversation. I think this would be a really interesting conversation to see where it goes. You know, what are we intimidated by? Because again, like going back to the whole thing of like sharks and falling out of the sky, like everyone has a different thing. And so I feel like even in creativity or whatever, whatever you come up with, there are no rules here that people are going to have different things that we're going to look at and be like, I never, I never yeah, like imagined someone would be intimidated by that. And maybe there's some like good tips out there that people, people can use. So, so yeah, so, so comment, like join the conversation with us. You know, we talk about community a lot with the podcast and, uh, we want to build this community. So, um, so share your, what you're intimidated by on our social media account. And then we will come back with our intimidation list. We're going to be super vulnerable for y'all. Yeah. I think what we should do is that I should read yours and you <gasps> should read mine. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yes. Let's do that. Okay. Okay. Deal. Okay. Oh gosh. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm kidding. I can do it. It'll but I do good. think, I think, um, any sort of self-awareness exercise is only a good thing. You know, so agree. Yeah, I'll I'll do it. Okay, we're gonna unlock. We're gonna like. Uh, we don't need the neuroscientist to come analyze us. <laughs> we're just gonna analyze ourselves. So this will be so fun. Scary. All right. Well, any other last words on fear? I think this was good. Good conversation. Um, I think um, something that we can continue on. Yeah, we're gonna go practice our power posing. Oh, I'm getting you your birthday. Okay, Julia's birthday's coming up soon. I'm gonna get her like a cape or something. A cape. She's gonna pose. I want a crown. That's I don't not want a cape. okay. I want a crown. Wonder Woman. Well, she did wear a crown, didn't she? I okay. want both. Oh lord, a crown and a cape. Okay. And like, what's that thing? A wand. Okay. Or what? A what scepter? is that? No, that's a wizard thing. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I, I feel like you should dress like... up, or we should both dress up, and we could post our power poses. <sighs> oh, I should. We should be Wonder Women for Halloween. Okay, I can do that. Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to get very interesting on this podcast. All right. Well, thanks for tuning yes. in, everyone. We've had so much fun. Please follow us on all of our places and join the conversation. Thanks, you guys. Thanks for listening to Sippin' with Jen and Jules. Be sure to visit com to join the conversation and access the show notes. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Love this episode? Head over to iTunes or your favorite podcast platform to subscribe and leave us a rating and review. It's very much appreciated. See you next time. Sipping? Sipping. No G. Sipping. No G. Not sipping. Right. Sipping. 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 We're drinking beer, not martinis. (laughs)